saying what you mean. Yeah, it's easier to talk. Well, I mean, you're going to just tell me the story. But all right, welcome to um, Say What You Mean podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. I am also your host, Jake. Jake? Jake Jokum. You don't have to say your last name. You don't have to. <laughs> all right. That's two hosts. Host times two. Um, so this is our first episode. We wanted to start off by kind of just letting people who don't know us and those who do know us kind of in on who we are and kind of our goals of the podcast and and yeah, and how we met and our, our little past, our little lover's past. It's a great story. It is a story. It's funny because when it comes to um, kind of how we became friends, you remember... You remember it more vividly, I think, than I do. Yeah, I mean, we were um, originally our other friend Matt and I had kind of met. He forced himself on me because I don't. I <laughs> if anybody's taken a class with me, you know that I don't really like to talk very much. I just kind of sit in back and become a hermit. But uh, <clears throat> Matt had come up to me and said, "Like, hey, have you been studying Chinese?" And we were taking a Chinese civilization mm-hmm. course, and I needed, I definitely needed help in that class. And uh, so we got to talking, and then. Jeff and I were were also taking a, a morning class together, and one day we were um, we were talking. What well, was who was there? Someone sitting between us. Anyway, so we get to we get to talking, and you're like, "Dude, I'm struggling with Chinese," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm struggling with Chinese." So I was like, "Well, me and my me and our my friend Matt are gonna uh, meet up for." Like a study session. We had a test, I think. We had a test coming up, yeah. and we were both stressed about it because we were already behind in the one class we were currently sitting in, and. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, this one professor had a has a really 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 relaxed late policy that I took advantage of quite often. You memorized that late policy. Yep, five percent for the first day and one percent every day after for the next twenty five days. I love that. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so easy to not turn. It's like oh, what's an extra one percent? Right. But then ten days later, you're like oh crap. It's funny because when you tell because you've told this story before about how we became friends, and I always thought that. When you were talking about like struggling and being behind, I thought you were talking about that U.S. history course we were taking, not Chinese. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't do any of the reading in that class. For Chinese? No. Oh, gosh. Me neither. Yeah, no. That was all Matt. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I always thought that that – but we also did connect, I think, on – so it's like, hey, I need help for – I recognized you, and I'm like, yo, I'm in your Chinese class. This is – was that how it was? Well, yes, um, we were. We because were ta- I thought we originally like started talking because, you know, uh, our professor would be like, "Hey, this is due in like two days," and you and I would kind of side eye each other, like, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just because um, I think uh, Allie was sitting in between, like, so you were sitting over there, like right, you, were, you right. were sitting a couple seats away, and like at the beginning, because then me, it was me and Allie, and we were talking, right, and then um, you came over and started sitting, and then you and Allie started talking, and then all three of us started talking right. together, and I was like, I was like, man, I have a really tough test in Chinese coming up, and you're like, I'm in that class, and right, you sat right. in front, and I sat in back, you I know, always sit in front. which is, um, and then eventually you came and sat in the back with with us, and I, we got we got ourselves through that class. We did get through that. You know what's interesting is I think for that um, U.S. course that we were in. I originally sat closer, but with these freshmen, with those freshman classes or those those larger classes, every time you come in, 
your seat's gone. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're never getting that seat back. So I slowly just started migrating to the back. <laughs> and finally, I was like, I'm sitting here and I'm not giving it up. And it's, that's when I sat back. Oh, I was so annoying. I took an anthropology. This last spring, I was in this 100-level anthropology course in like the big auditorium room. And every time I came in, some dude was sitting in the seat I was in the day before. I was like, dude, that's not how it goes. Right, right. Know the rules, dude. <laughs> we got to have some organization. We're living um, in a society. Right, exactly. So... Then we started started studying together. Um, we got the Chinese Civ. We started hanging out. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, we recently. Oh, what it's, it's been a month since we graduated, dude. Can you believe that? No, God. I was thinking about that before we started recording. I was like, all right, so let's. We're going to talk about this, but I mean, how long has it been? And uh, a month. I know. And it's 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 only been a month, but to me, it's like. Uh, like I'm, I'm trying to get a job. I have to get out of where I am. Oh yeah, me too. I'm in this. I'm in the same struggle, man. But so I keep getting frustrated. And Jen's like, "Dude, rel-, my wife, Jen. She, mm-hmm. uh, she's just like, dude, it's been like two weeks. And okay, at two weeks, that's fine. I get that. But I'm just so like motivated to get out of there. So two weeks turns into three weeks, and now it's been a month, and I'm just like, oh, I'm a failure. I, I think it's because you and I both, um took a little longer to kind of get through school i think definitely yeah. so i think w- by the time we graduated we were already like i know like for me like mm-hmm. a month before graduation i was already switching gears to life after school definitely and so like it's been for me it's been almost like two months of thinking about what am i going to yes. do after school so yeah. it's like it's this anxiety keeps building up for me because it's been really more than a month that i've been like my my planning, mentality planning, has been yeah. outside, of, you know, outside of school honestly dude i'm gonna say i'm super like this is going to sound stupid, but proud of how like on top of it you've been. Because, I mean, you know, we both slacked off and used late policies. But when it comes to like you want to go into the foreign service or looking into the foreign services, is that what, is that the right terminology? Yeah. Foreign service officer. Officer. OK. Yeah. Um, so, you know that. So you've been on top of it and you're going for it. And I think in the same sense, I'm applying for like 100 jobs a day. Yeah. In in. I mean, but to be honest, like I'm, I'm kind of putting myself into a hole though too, because the foreign service has such a um, limited amount of, you know, opportunities for sure um, available for for new applicants, and there's a you know, pretty rigorous testing process. Right. But, um, yeah, but that's where I've been focusing most, focusing most of my efforts. For sure, yeah. you'll you'll find something else though, and I'm always keeping an eye out. I think I think there are a lot of opportunities. Um, Especially for you, you're a freaking genius, and you could do oh, yeah. you could do a lot. I mean, I th- I think that your goal for foreign service, I think that that's an awesome goal, and I think that it's definitely one that you can do. You just got to lock it down. For, it yeah, but yeah, I need ex- I need experience, which you know, yeah, like you're supposed to have. Sure. Yeah, I I should have taken advantage of all of those volunteer opportunities that VSU <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver offers. Right. That I was like, eh. I'm good at the time, but yeah. now I'm thinking and I'm typing these supplemental questions and they're asking, yes. what volunteer opportunities did you have? I was like, oh, man, that would have been really nice to right. take advantage of when it was there for the taking. But it, I don't know why, you know, so I was vice president of the History Club this last year, but prior to this Club last of the year. Club of the year. Shout out. Um yeah, prior to that, though, I was not interested in doing anything like even even the events that, you know, we kind of put on the same events this in the club this year that they had last year. And I had zero interest in doing any of that. Um, and I don't necessarily think that I joined to get that experience or to 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 pat my resume. I think that going into it, I was a little bit worried about, you know, 
coming to an end, I think, for, for college for me. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, holy crap, this is, this is going to be the end. So I kind of want to dive into this and get a little more involved. And I think that that's where it came from. But out of that came all of that experience for volunteer. And I still can't get a job, so it doesn't matter, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, even worry about at it. At the same time, it's literally only been a month. So. Right, exactly. Um, so let me ask you a little about yourself. So sure. you and I have been friends, what, it's been three years now? Gosh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. 2015. Yeah, I go by semesters, and we met in spring, Second sem- semester, yeah. spring semester three years ago. Was that your first year? Uh, at WCU it was, yeah. yeah. mine too. Mm-hmm. So we came in as, I thought I was transferring in as, I, this is just as, we're going down these rabbit holes of school, <laughs> but uh, I came in thinking that I was going to be a junior and it was like actually you're a sophomore because technically I think at that point we were I mean you look at the credits that we had to take Mm -hmm. and it was three years um if we had gone like if we were able to do five um five classes per semester which if anybody's taken semester classes semester style structures in college five in a semester is darn near impossible oh yeah so that's what you have to do in order to be able to if you transfer in as a junior with full like first two years of credits right you have to take five five classes per semester in order to graduate in two years and i just think that if we're especially a commuter campus like wsu vancouver that's just not possible so you came in with your aa Yes, I did. See, I didn't, and we were on the same track. Mm-hmm. I skipped that entirely. They were, uh, there was somebody, a student that I had met through um, volunteering with uh, what, the old basketball coach at Clark. Oh, he was legit. Yeah, and he, um, the student that I had met, he had transferred from Clark to WSU, and he was like, dude, you do not need to um, fill all these requirements. You don't even need an AA. So I knew that I wanted to well, I thought that I wanted to teach when I when I was at Clark, so um, he told me that I could just bypass the whole AA if I knew what I wanted to get my degree in, and at the time that was English, so I, I met with, you know, you're meeting with these counselors at the community college level, and they're, they're trying to get you to continue to go there and take their classes and spend money there, um, so then I met with a transfer advisor for Washington State. And he told me, dude, uh, you could use the U core is what they called it. Mm-hmm. So I just took like these last core courses um, that transferred from Clark to WSU. And when I did, I just think it's interesting that I skipped that AA and I, I wonder how much more you took than I did. Um, I took a total. So you need 60 credits to graduate um, if you're coming as, as a junior with a junior standing I took 72 credits. Holy crap. Well, only because I was um, I was trying to fulfill that uh, endorsement requirement, which oh yeah, at the beginning, I wasn't really double dipping. And then when I was coming up to my last year, Dr. Welch was like, you know, saying, well, you have all of these, you still have three or four classes left on this particular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on this particular uh, endorsement and mm-hmm. for social studies. And this is when I still, you know, teaching was my kind of my A, for sure, my, my path A. And so I ended up taking summer, uh, two classes during the summer and, you know, full, 
full uh, classes in the fall and only three in the but I ended up taking you know four or five extra classes but there's also a couple classes in there that I took I mean I think I I think I remember sending you a text message if I ever want to take a class just for fun again <laughs> to shoot me in the face right. because I was sitting there finals week Friday night at nine o'clock yep. trying to finish this paper I put off to the last second for a class that offered me nothing right right but <laughs> um, it was upper division wasn't it it was upper division yeah, yeah. so it's just for no point um so, oh man, I was going to ask you something and I can't remember. Um, so you grew up in Vancouver, mm-hmm. Washington. Yep. Uh, what school did you go to? High well, school. Hudson's Bay High School. Graduated okay. in two thousand nine. Okay. Uh, and you didn't play sports in high school. Nope, I was a band kid, and oh, Hudson's Bay did not have a good yes. band. So I, um, didn't graduate high school. I went uh to David Douglas High School in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know if I've told you this. I, I'm maybe I have. So I was a choir kid. Um, I've so I kind of put that together because you've mentioned choir right. before, but I never knew you were actually in choir. Right, so that's cool. So I was in choir, um, advanced choir. I loved it. Uh, in middle school, uh, <laughs> I was a skater kid. Like I love skateboarding and I love punk rock and I love just being a rebel and doing my own thing. But then. I was friends with those with jock type people as well. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Hey, come play football and come, come do these sports. And I don't know why I would play football, but I played football in eighth grade and made varsity. And I was like, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I came in freshman year, um, to play football and it was just, it's way more hardcore oh, yeah. and so serious. And I was just like, I kept skipping practice and not going. <laughs> you were a skater boy and you said later boy. Yeah. To, to football specifically. Um, so then, uh, you know, I took all these choir courses and I loved choir and junior year, um, was, uh, they alternate years and uh, going to Disneyland. So for my junior year, they were going to Disneyland and um, I was so hyped to go to that choir trip. I was like, yes, dude, like this, is, if there's anything worth going to school for, it's going to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it was my junior year. Um, I was super involved in choir. I loved the the teacher. It was so much fun. And I got kicked out before Disneyland. You got kicked out before Disneyland? Yeah. How so the heck do you get kicked out of? Well, choir. okay, so not out of choir. I got kicked out of school. Oh. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> choir was the only class I was going to. Mm. It was just me. I'd come to campus. I'd go to choir. It was every other day, um, and I was just skipping all my other classes and not doing homework. Um, and so it's funny because I don't think the – obviously, it's my fault that I didn't graduate or whatever, but there was no – it's interesting that y- there was no um, – help earlier obviously i'm not doing well and i'm having to take retake classes and there's no one saying like hey dude uh obviously you're struggling let's get you in some courses that kind of help you learn the tools to be a better student Mm -hmm. um but there was the each grade had a a principal and i don't think my principal liked me very much because i mean i was a smart ass i still am a smart ass um and i know i'd always skip and i'd always end up in her office and she's like all right what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we're just going to go home, play Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Dreamcast. Yes. Um, console. So 
she calls me into her office one day. It was second. So I think my high school's on semesters, two semesters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was second semester um, that spring, the end of the year, we're going to Disneyland for choir. And I must have gone to like a social studies class or something that day. And they called me into her office and I sit down and she's like, so yeah, you're done. Like you're not going to graduate on time. You're not going to graduate at all. Um, so I think you should just drop out and get your GD. What kind of advice is that? That was literally the advice I got. That's <laughs> that's not acceptable. Yeah. So that's uh, but oh, so I get uh, so I got to finish that day out, and I think I had choir that day. To let you finish the day out, right? It's like you can <laughs> grab your shit and leave. <laughs> But you can finish the day. Right, right. Just just say say your goodbye. Enjoy these last few minutes of free education. <laughs> um so I, I don't I don't know if I had choir that day or I went to my choir teacher. Um no, you know what? Maybe they even let me finish out the week, actually. Mm, like how nice of them. Yes, they gave me a few extra days. Because I I don't really remember the specifics, but I remember I didn't want to tell my choir teacher that they were kicking me out and that I wasn't gonna graduate because it was embarrassing. Yeah. Um and he comes up, so he didn't even, he had somehow heard that I was getting kicked out. And he came up to me and was like, why didn't you tell me you were getting kicked out? And I was like, well, uh, I don't, it's embarrassing. Like, it sucks. You know, I, I wanted to go on the trip and now I can't go. And I, you know, sorry. And he had collected, he got, he like emailed all of my other teachers. He looked at my schedule, got all of my teachers together in a meeting and my principal and sat them down and said, what the hell? Why are we kicking Jeff out? And my principal goes, Chris, your class is the only class he goes to. And he was like, oh. <laughs> to, so to him, I'm an excellent student. I'm yeah. there every day. I'm mm-hmm. on time. I'm giving it 100%. So he's like, Jeff's crushing it. And everyone's like, no, nah, dude. <laughs> Social sciences. <laughs> so, social studies, math, English. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's too bad. I got to ask you. I already know, but I just want it on record. What do you play? Uh, alto saxophone. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm a little too tall to play alto sax, so it's a little disproportionate. So mm-hmm. I look very awkward playing it. I didn't necessarily so much in middle school when I started, and I just kind of carried that through. I wish I wish looking back now I had played tenor. Mm-hmm. Tenor has so much of a better tone, especially when playing outside of a jazz band or outside of a concert band. Right. Tenor just you can solo, you can kind of play unaccompanied tenor much right. better i think than than alto i'm sure there's alto players who if they listen to this will be screaming at me saying i just don't know how to play the alto saxophone and that's very true no oh, you shred dude i've seen like yeah. old videos kind of video you're you you're playing i was playing let it go from frozen yeah yes because i knew i knew it was either you or mad didn't like it so i hate that yeah, that's that's you that's yeah, right yeah i hate that movie. so I, I just had to play that song and uh, send that to you yeah that's awesome um so how did you get into saxophone um, well, I was in this, I was in the, uh, I remember in fifth grade, they come to you and they're saying like, well, look, if you're going to mm-hmm. discovery or you're going to go to the art school and I was, I had no interest in going to the Vancouver school of arts and academics. So I went to discovery and wait, 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 wait. who came to you? Uh, the administrators at Lincoln. So you get, t- that's an elementary school, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to choose which school you're going to. Well, you had, you could apply. Oh, for, okay. for the VSAA, which was like, it's a, it's basically it's a charter school, right. but it's, it's for, you know, performance gifted individuals who want to focus more on performing arts than like Interesting. actual, um, uh, 
how would you you know general normal ed. general yeah. education interesting um i didn't apply i um, probably wouldn't have gotten in because i'm not really much of a performer um but anyway i went to discovery time out sorry to yeah. interrupt again no, no you're good so in elementary school, did were you playing an instrument? No. Oh, okay. So they came to you and then, okay, Yeah, gotcha. so you get Go to kind of like fill out, like, what are your interests? Would right. you be interested in band? Would you be interested in orchestra or choir? Mm-hmm. Like, what what would be like your your non-general education? You have to take, you had to pick one. Right. And so I like, I'm like, well, I'll take band. So like they, they get you enrolled in band before you even show up. So in my sixth grade year, I was, um, I was in the sixth grade band and you get to go pick your instrument and you get to try out a bunch of different things. Could not do, um, could not buzz my lips to, um, make play anything that's like a, a brass instrument, yeah. yeah. but, um, can't do that. Plus I never understood how you get so many different notes out of just three, three valves right, on a trumpet. Right. Ridiculous. It's so stupid. Um, so I was like, well, the saxophone sounds cool. Cause I like the way the keys moved when mm-hmm, I was watching mm-hmm. older, you know, seventh and eighth graders. Lisa play it. Simpson. Yeah. Right. So, um, and, so I've been into picking up the alto, and there was like six different altos, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we get through that. And most kids drop band after you. It's no longer required to do something like you know to do that after sure. the sixth grade, at least through Vancouver schools. Yeah. And so I, um, but I stuck with it because I just, I don't like quitting things, but I didn't really actually particularly care for it in my sixth did grade. Did you practice? Year. I did practice quite okay. a bit. Um, I just wasn't very good. Right. And it wasn't really until like my eighth grade year that I, we got a new band director mm-hmm. that I really, really kind of took the next step of in really loving band because they started jazz. He started a jazz band and we met um, two mornings a week, like an hour and a half before mm-hmm. school. And we, I mean, that band, we loved it so much. Right. We would sit down and we would play our entire set. We'd uh-huh. all get there like 45, like a half hour early. We'd play our entire set before our band director was even like wow. there and ready to go. So we were just, and so we, all of us went to Hudson's Bay mm-hmm. together. And unfortunately, Bay just never really had that same infrastructure right. and kids just dropped out. But I, I carried with it all the way through, uh, all the way through school. I didn't, I only did jazz band my senior year. I didn't do, I didn't do uh, band, concert band my my senior year because i wanted to switch to percussion because i thought it'd be really fun to, to switch what? to something senior year? yeah i wanted to, i was just like hey um uh, i was hey uh mr i forget i forget who my band director's mm-hmm. name in high school was but i was i was like hey i want to switch to percussion he's like no i'm like i really want to play the timpanies so in my junior year he let me play the timpanies for our uh halloween band right and i was going hard man just right <laughs> And I, I probably drowned everybody out. I was terrible, right? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm terrible. And he's like, you don't. He's like, Jake, you have a hard time keeping time anyway. But yet you want to play percussion, right? And he was absolutely right. right. I would have been a terrible percussionist. But I really wanted to do it. And I said, well, the only way I'll, I'll stay in, in concert band in my senior year is if you let me play percussion. He oh told me no. And so I called his, I called his bluff, right? Or he called my bluff. Right. Uh, anyway, I wasn't bluffing, and um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I, bluffing. I didn't take, I didn't take band my uh, concert band my, my. Senior, but I did stick and stick in jazz band. That's I like, amazing. I like that is yeah. hilarious. I don't know how you have a jazz band without trumpets. We didn't have a trumpet. Oh, like that's how that's how like poor Hudson's Bay's band was when I was there. So I we had a we had is that the school down by Clark. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, right across okay. the street from Clark. Yeah, love the school. Had a great time there mm-hmm. for the most part. But um, they just they didn't invest in band. Mm, they didn't have a, a, right. a band director that was that really. Um, he was a nice guy. He was a good guy. I just right. don't think. He was very. He wasn't invested because the school wasn't invested, and it just didn't create a very good. Yeah. End, didn't create a very good. I was gonna ask you. So, is middle school was middle school for you sixth, seventh, eighth? Yes. Okay. Because then I always get weird looks for this up here in Vancouver, but in Portland it was just seventh and eighth for mm-hmm. us. 
which is kind of a weird setup because you're like for two years you're transitioning into this style of like periods and classes and their difference mm-hmm. and then you go to, to but now i think all those schools are sixth seventh and eighth um i was gonna say uh it's interesting that i cannot believe first of all that you wanted to switch your senior year <laughs> you're just like damn it um because when i was younger and they came in sixth grade as well i think for us and band and wanting to play um i don't my mom uh played clarinet and um I remember finding it when I was a kid and in, in like this old closet or whatever and pulling it out and teaching myself how to play it. Mm-hmm. Like just messing with the notes and using my ear to hear like how to play like Mary Had a Little Lamb. Or oh, something. I'm so jealous. So you can you can ear tune because that's something I cannot do. I have to read music. Otherwise right. It doesn't, See, and it I doesn't can't read up. music at all, oh. which I'm jealous of. And I wish <laughs> I could do that. Um, well, if you put us together, we'd have a great musician. Dude, we would have the best ska band ever, um, which we should do. Uh, hey, so... Um, they came to us and you know, I don't know even, I don't even know how or why, but I chose trumpet hmm. and uh, I rem I, okay. So that I was like, all right, trumpet's my, my thing. I want to play trumpet and you know what a cornet is? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I had a cornet. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I don't know how I got that, but that's what I played. Cornets have great sounds. Yeah. So I, I didn't ever practice. That's my thing is I don't. I don't commit a hundred percent to like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, You're Alan Iverson about practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking about practice. <laughs> I ain't practicing. Um, even, even with like skateboarding, I was never the best skateboarder and I would have all my friends that I'd skated with and they were just phenomenal. And I always be like, I hate you. And it's like that. Well, they're practicing dude. That's why they're good. <laughs> um, so I was like, Trump, stupid. Now, if I was, into it and I was playing it and practicing as much as I should have been I probably would have enjoyed it more um, but I was like to my band teacher I was like same thing I everyone just sweats percussion I was like hey I want to play drums and they're like well we already have plenty of drummers because everyone who wanted to play drums knew like instantly like I'm on it that's my thing mm-hmm. um, they're like but you can play the marimba Ooh, and I was like, marimba. what? And they're like, yeah, dude, it's this giant wooden xylophone. You can play it. And I was like, all right, I'll 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 play it. Is the marimba like that song from Gautier? You know what I'm talking about? I have um, no idea okay, what never mind. talking about. It, okay. Is, what that, is, that, that, is that new stuff? No, is that well, your okay. new kids jam? <laughs> no, it came out like five years ago. That's anyway, too new for me. Um, Somebody that I used to know, the intro to that song, you, you know what oh, I'm talking about? Maybe. Is that the marimba? I don't know. I'd I don't have know. to hear it right now. Jamaican um, steel drums. Yeah. Well, that could be that too. So then I think what they told me was I could move up to to, to snare. Okay. Because it was just simply snare at mm-hmm. that point. Um, through, and, you know, and they needed that marimba. So I, I played, I practiced on xylophone. Okay. Um, and then like in concert, I played marimba. Um, and my friend, my neighbor, my neighbor friend that I used to skate with, he played xylophone marimba with me. So we're like two rebel skaters playing <laughs> Playing the marimba. Oh, man. Oh, dude. And so you had to carry, I had to carry a steel, I think it's steel, xylophone around in this giant ass case. Oh, that was the worst thing when you had to like carry your instruments oh. home at, 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 at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Having to carry my, my, my saxophone case all the way up the hill from Discovery. Has anybody been to Discovery Middle School? The only way out of the hole that it's in is up this really steep. Discovery, where is that? It's on. Um, I feel like I know where that is. It's like is. 39th and Main Street 
and then mm. well it's not on main but it's off main a little bit like where kiggins bowl is that football field okay you're coming oh, up oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so kiggins bowl is below i play basketball there in the, in the league okay yeah, yeah that's yeah, discovery yeah, yeah. okay yep. okay mm-hmm. dude they got a nice basketball they have court. a very nice basketball court. um so <laughs> yeah just so then i was done with band and then one of my buddies on the football team was like dude you need to join choir that's where all the chicks are and I was like, uh, okay, sure. And I, dude, s- trying out for a choir is terrifying. Oh, I, I bet, dude. I, I just had to. You know, I went into this dark room with the music teacher, and my buddy was there, and he's like, "All right, Jeff wants to try out for a choir," and he's like, "Okay." And my, I should show you a picture of my my music teacher. So this guy was my choir teacher. No, he's my music teacher. Mr. Holloway is his name. He was my teacher, music teacher in elementary school. And then he disappeared and we got a, a new teacher, Mr. Weiner. And then, and you were in a dark room with Mr. Weiner. No, I was in the dark room with Mr. Holloway. Okay. So Mr. Weiner finished off my, <laughs> Mr. Weiner finished off my, oh boy. my elementary school. Like he was a teacher through that. And then when I got into middle school, Mr. Holloway was there. So he must have gotten that job as, as the middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. So I knew him. But, dude, his hair's all frizzly. He looks like like, like Beethoven or something like that. Just that crazy style of hair. Kind of like uh, Dr. Russell a little bit. A little kind of. No, no, not even a comb over. Just like down. Oh, Like he looked wow. like a bell. Like a Liberty <laughs> Bell or something. His hat. Dude, I got it. And he always wore bow ties. And he always wore um, Hawaiian shirts. So I'm in this dark room with him and uh, with with my uh, buddy from football. And uh, they're like, all right, you know, they're hitting the keys. And I and and um, my friends singing along with the keys and they're like, come on, sing along. And so we're just in these dark rooms, just going ding, 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 and just singing to the piano. And he's like, all right, you're you're in concert choir. I was like, what? I had no idea that I could sing in any fashion or form. So I joined the concert choir. Well, I'm jealous of your ability to sing. I don't know if I can anymore. uh, It's been a long time. But I mean, that instrument. Way better than me. That instrument, I had no problem practicing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just singing along to, well, I was singing along to like Backstreet Boys and stuff back then. Hey, no judging. I did a lot of, I listened to a lot of Backstreet Boys in the third grade. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Ooh, Backstreet Boys. Good choice. Also, you said third grade? Yeah. <laughs> I was in middle school when you were listening to it in third grade. Oh, yeah. I uh yeah, it was a big deal when the Millennium the Millennium album oh, came out. Oh god. Yeah. I was like an adult when that came out. What well, was their their two big albums? So it was Black Black and Blue and Mill- Millennium. Millennium. Have you heard their new song? I have not, but have you seen Brian recently? He was my favorite Backstreet Boy, by the way, and he's got a bald spot. So I feel Dude, it, it's, it was sad when I saw that. You bald need spot. to watch because how he got fat too. So you need to watch the documentary on Netflix, dude. There's a Backstreet Boys documentary yes. on Netflix. Brian's voice is trashed. Really? He's had he's gotten like a ton of surgery on it. He cannot sing anymore. That's really too bad. And he was the best singer. Yeah, he was. He crushes. Mm-hmm. Dude, AJ's voice though. That raspy, like badass. Oh, yeah. oh dude. <laughs> so you've seen um, the music video for "I Want It That Way," right? Of course. Okay, so they're all in the white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. <laughs> was it AJ or Howie's in uh-huh. the white, like painter's hat? Right. White wife beater. White um, 
like South Pole pants, cargo, cargo, cargo like pockets, yeah, for sure. and then and then like a gold chain uh-huh. with the like his dark like hipster glasses. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, Dude. I was watching that. I used to think that was so cool, and then I'm looking back, I'm like, man, thank God I never actually dressed like that. Oh yeah, a lot of time like when Insync was on Ellen recently, and they pull up all the pictures of the things they used to wear, and just even matching and just trying to fit like a theme. Oh my gosh, it was so well, gross. And then the playing for the camera, right? Like anytime you see oh, like one yeah. of them would step forward with their little like their little part of the of the chorus or right. the melody, and they're like they're throwing you know, they have their hands and they're like right. they're posing in certain ways. It's, like they're they're wet and it's I rainy. Can, I can't help but think when I when I see like a lot of like rap music videos these right. days, and they they do the exact they kind of do the exact they same. Do they do, do that. They, they play for the they play for the camera when it's right. their little like they're either like they're popping their chains right. or something like that and i'm like that's, that's what backstreet boys did yeah. like 10 years ago they're just boy bands <laughs> 15 There's, years ago they're, i they're guess they're wow. boy band artists <laughs> um no but so that documentary is insane uh just i mean you get to see like they go back to like their old school like their old schools in florida i think they go to like nick's old school and he like has this emotional breakdown um and they talk about brian's losing his voice and stuff it's so funny that you like them but so <laughs> I think that that this is an important point to how old are you? I am 27 and I'm 31. So okay. there's some there's some distance there, but a little, little gap. Um but I think that you and I are so alike like as far as interests. Mhm. Um so well, I, well speaking about um sorry to cut no, you no, off, no but the instruments like you are I don't know if anybody knows this but um Jeff created the um, the intro to our to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're an excellent guitar player, uh, but you norm- mediocre. But you normally play bass, right? Uh, I started with that that acoustic guitar right there. Okay. Um, I just you know wanted something to 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 noodle on and and learn all these punk rock songs on. And then when I was like 20, 20? No, 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 no. I had to have been like eighteen or seventeen. I bought the black one. Okay. Um, but now you're gonna get me down this <laughs> rabbit hole. Damn it. I hope you don't mind. No, no, okay, no. Just I'll make it quick and quick and short. So when I was started um, playing football freshman year, you know, high school was this combination of two middle schools mm-hmm. for me. Okay. So there was a half of a school that I hadn't known before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because you look at my friends from even today, all the friends, there's maybe one that I'm so I have 10 friends that I'm really great friends with and that's the ones you go on the man trip with right right we go yeah. on a man trip every year and out of those 10 friends I think the majority of them went to a different school than me a different middle school mm. and one of them was like my really good friend who who um grew up down the street shout out Cody Reed um so um where was I going with that I don't know <laughs> okay anyway so um Really quick, though, was Cody the one that egged your house with you standing in the window? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That guy's my favorite. Dude, he's the best. Um, oh, you met him. I uh-huh, forgot. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so starting freshman year and, oh, yeah, combining different schools, that's where it was. Yeah. Um, so uh, playing freshman football, um, I met this guy, Tim, and uh, me and Tim became really good friends. Um, and he was like, uh, he listened to all these like punk rock bands that I'd never heard of. Now, I was mostly... I my punk rock was very pop punk. I listened to like Blink One Eighty Two and MXPX, um, and I actually actually listened to a lot of like Christian punk bands at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he showed me some bands that because his brother was like his brother was like 
five or six years older than us, maybe not even that older, much older. But uh, he listened to like AFI and like all these like Dead Kennedys and super hardcore punk bands. And Tim kind of was influenced by that. And so Tim was like, I want to start a punk rock band. So Tim like kind of played guitar a little bit. And uh, he like knew chords. And I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was just like, that's so awesome that you play guitar. And he was like, uh, we should start a band. And I was like, well, I don't play anything, dude. And he's like, listen, borrow my guitar for like a week. Go home. Look up some, gu- you know what guitar tabs are? No. No. It's it's, 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 okay. it's this cheater way of like learning how to play guitar. Um, you have the uh, each section of the neck represents a number so the top is one two three four you see the bars breaking it up Mm -hmm. so it'll tell you the fifth fret on a string and then go to the sixth fret or sixth fret on um the e string so you would just play those things as it shows you on the numbers so that's what tabs are i'll I'll show you sometime (laughs) if you care to see it but super um confusing if you see it it's you're just like oh that's easy so i went home and i learned how to play like just power chords um and i I instantly fell in love i was like holy crap i i love this so um and he had guitars he had an electric guitar and acoustic guitar and um i he also had a bass guitar Hmm. so he was like listen so let's start a band and bass is way way easier so you're going to play bass. And I was like, okay, okay, sure. So then we met, uh, I don't know how, I mean, I, I forget a lot from when I was younger, younger, like 15 years ago. No, oh God, it's way older than that. No, it's about 15 years ago. Um, so we, we knew this guy, Nick and Nick played, I think in the jazz band at the other middle school okay. that Tim went to and he played drums and he had a drum set and, Oh, you know, Beacock music. Oh yeah. His grandpa owns that. Wow. Yeah, yeah I bought Nick, my saxophone from Yeah, Beacock. so Nick Beacock um, was his name. And uh, shout out Nick Beacock. Uh, <laughs> so the three of us were just like, let's let's start a band. And we started hanging out all the time. And we started listening to Reliant K all the time. And just MXPX. Oh, and Kylie's the, a huge Reliant K. Is fan. she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I got to talk to her because <laughs> I am in love with Reliant K. Jenny walked down the aisle. No. Yeah, did, no, she didn't walk down the aisle, but our our wedding party walked down to a Reliant K song. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Reliant K. Um, Is it like Switchfoot too, or a little bit? Okay. I like. Uh, I'm. I realized recently I'm huge on voices. Okay. So like with rap artists, I don't really like. I've never really liked rap, but I started recently getting into like Ice Cube, and Ice Cube has such an awesome rap voice. Like his voice is just perfect like i could listen to it and i'm into it mm-hmm. uh snoop dogg his voice is annoying as hell to me <laughs> not that he's not talented absolutely yeah, no, not yeah. that he's not talented I but you. i just i cannot listen to it if he does like a um like a cameo i guess or mm-hmm. is that what the word you would use i don't know when he comes in and on somebody else's song i love it but anyway so um switchfoot i just his voice kind of bothers me so sure. I'm just like, i get me. it yeah. anyway so we were the monk rats the Monk Rats. Yeah, we were a little punk rock band, the okay. Monk Rats, and we mostly played <laughs> cover songs. I mean, just learning. And we didn't play shows. We played in Nick's living room. Fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, so I, you know, I played bass with them, and I kind of, but then it was like, you know, I want to play guitar. So that's when I bought that guitar. Um, I just started learning different band songs. And it's it wasn't honestly until 
I don't know. This is a rabbit hole, and I'm already going way too long. <laughs> but I mean, I I met up with another friend um, when I was a sophomore, and he played guitar, and we recorded a song, um, and we, you know, made a demo and we passed it out, and I played at the Valentine's Day dance. Wow! And then my my buddy Kyle, um, he's now the drummer for Thirty Six Crazy Fist. Um, he was in a band, and he was breaking up with that band to start a new one and they needed a singer and he had heard the demo and he had known that I'd played a little bit, you know, in just smaller things with friends and he asked if I wanted to sing. So that's kind of how I got really into playing music. But it's interesting though, because I didn't play music as dedicated as, you know what I mean? In mm-hmm. band. But yeah. when it came to like doing my own thing, I was a hundred percent on board. Well, you're way more invested, right? And you get, you get to decide what you want to play, where right. you want to play. And it's not as structured. I, I totally, I totally get that. For me, once I left that structure and I could just sit down and play my saxophone on, by myself, I stopped playing right. because I'm like, I need a, I need a band. I need to be told what to play, when to For play sure. it. I, um, so that's definitely a huge, probably a big difference between, uh, between you and I when it came to our music careers. Which, when was the last time you played? Um, oof, probably about, um, about six months ago, I yeah. think. Hey, my, my saxophone needs some work on it and needs, needs new neck cork. Oh, for sure, for sure. Don't side eye me like I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> my mom played the clarinet, dude. That's I know. Right. All right, I know all right. what's you, going on. You know the woodwinds. You right. Know the woodwinds, I know right. a little bit. And my sister played clarinet, too. My sure. brother followed me in trumpet. Um, But we were going somewhere with that when we started a long time ago. You know, anyway, I think it's important, though, to, to talk about that because I think it, it informs the audience of our past and where we where we definitely where we came from and and I know music has been such a big influence on your life. So, sure. and I know like, you know, you blink 182, you often talk about them in very that. reverent tones. So it's um, all nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That's what it mostly is. I mean, they're not the most talented band, but I freaking love them. Well, I mean, Def Leppard is my favorite band, but I right. wouldn't call them the best band of all time, but they make music that resonates with you and it, means, sure. and it means something to you and it brings you back to good times. So, so, do you uh, and I'm I I cannot forget where I'm going with this. Um, I should probably make a note so I don't forget. Um, but God damn it, I don't have my pen. Um, so with that, I I think it's interesting, and I've always talked about how uh people get into these things, um, these you know uh hobbies or these um, become fans of things through you know those experiences. So I like I'm obsessed with these old punk especially recently i've really got into a lot of the punk rock stuff that i used to listen to when i was a kid mxpx is coming to um portland in august and i already text my brother and my best friend jesse and i'm like guys we're we're going i don't and my brother's like dude my baby is due a week before that (laughs) i'm like you got a week to bond and then we're going to (laughs) punk rock shows um but i think you know I mean, even even being at these shows when I was a kid, I was in the mosh pit and I'd always brag about like, you know, amongst our friends, like, dude, we were like we were going so hard and we'd be so sweaty. And now, you know, I equate those that music and those shows with those memories. Mm-hmm. And so even as a 31 year old man, when I go to those show, shows, I'm sitting in the balcony. I'm not getting down in there, <laughs> but listening to the songs in that environment. So I want to. So those experiences and, and getting those. um those memories and, and starting to have these favorite things I'm leading into. I wanted to know how you became a Jets fan. 
Oh, that's a that is a good story. Um, for those of you don't who don't uh, know me, I am a diehard New York Jets fan. I've never been to New York, so the that's right a born very, and raised in Vancouver. Born Washington. and raised in Vancouver, Washington, have very very rarely have left it. Um, so a neighbor kid of mine, when the Xbox first came out, he had the only Xbox in the entire block. His, mm-hmm. And uh, he's a, still a good friend of mine. We hang out quite a bit. We work together for a long time. He's a few years younger than me. Uh-huh. But um, I would go over and we would play Xbox. And um, there was Madden. But before Madden had a complete monopoly on all football games. Oh, please say what I think. It was, N- it was not NFL Blitz. Oh, no, Blitz it, was not N- it was not Dad, Blitz. Dude. It was called NFL Fever. And okay. it was NFL Fever 2003. Okay. And we just would go around and play different teams. We'd yeah. play each other on, you know, on single screen. And... We just started playing with the Jets. We liked the colors, mm-hmm. and it was just something about the color scheme. And we would always um, run. Um, we had no idea what routes were, right. what the names of the plays were, but we always had like these five plays that worked perfect, and we'd For always sure. score on each other. And like we got, we fell in love with this guy named Curtis Martin mm-hmm. and Chad Pennington and Lavernius Cole, Santana Moss, like the the, the early two thousand Jets. And right. It was such a good team to to follow. I think that was a that was a good group of guys, and I just kind of stuck with them. Yeah, and they were they were decent then. They made the playoffs a couple times, and I just started telling everybody I was a Jets fan because I I didn't play sports, right? But I wanted to be friends with the people who played sports. Okay, so I started wa- learning everything I could about football. For just sure, like just would break. You I, do know a lot. I studied as much as I could about football, not just names and players, but actually right. like how to play. You know, actually how to play the game. What were the X's and O's? What were the schemes and so, so like I could go to these people and like brag, like not brag, but like see, I can be friends I with you. I speak your like, language. So I <laughs> so um, and it it didn't really ever work, right. but uh, but it it ended up being worthwhile because well, I don't know, I'm not a healthy Jet fan by any means. <laughs> you're um, not a healthy fan of any sports n- teams. No, never. G- if you're a Blazer fan, never give me your phone number because I will text you during games and I love talk it. about how. Evan Turner needs to uh, play better defense or it. or learn to shoot a three pointer. Are you the same way uh, during Jets games? Oh, worse, okay. worse, worse. Um, I used to have this this thing. My parents in their basement um, had an elliptical when I was in high school uh-huh. and a few years out of high school, and I was <laughs> still living there. <laughs> that I I'm also a very superstitious sports fan, uh-huh. and I felt like if I ran on ellipticals, oh my god, when the Jets were playing. And from the time they took the from the time that they they were behind, yeah. That if I jogged, if I ran as fast as I could on an what? elliptical, that I would get them the lead back. <laughs> so I would, uh, I would be on an elliptical, and it was probably the best shape of my life because that was back in uh, about 2010, 2000, right. well, 2011, 2012, and uh, well, I didn't. They were really bad then. Right. They had they didn't didn't have leads a lot, so mm-hmm. I was on the elliptical quite a bit. <laughs> Dude, then, that is amazing. Yeah, that's just the kind of stuff that I do. I can't tell you how many times I've packed up all of my jet gear, jet memorabilia. I have like yeah. a jet Santa hat. I have more jerseys than I can really than I, than I need. I've um, never seen any of those. And do oh, because well because they're in a trash bag. Oh, okay. because they're constantly getting thrown out. Right. I remember one time um, in two. Th- what is this? Would have been. 2008 is when Brett Favre was with the Jets for that right. one season, and yeah. they were they started the season really were you good. Hyped? Oh, dude, they were eight and three. Man, there people. Um, Chris Collinsworth was saying that the Jets are going to the Super Bowl, and right. dude, I was it was it was uh, I was on I was in seventh heaven, yeah. and I was uh, 
And then Favre kind of got hurt, but didn't say anything. But mm-hmm, he just mm-hmm. his play tanked, and right. they ended up they ended up losing like that. every single game, like all the rest of the season. They missed the playoffs. Um, but the game that they needed to have was in Seattle, and this is when this was before Seattle was good. They were bad. I think. Um, God, who I don't even remember who their quarterback was, but this was like this was pre Marshawn Lynch. Mar- Matt Hasselbeck was Hasselbeck hurt, I think, out. that season, so he wasn't playing. They were not good. And the Jets go up into Seattle, and I had tickets for this game. It's from the first time I was ever going to see my Jets play live. Whoa. And that's when that awful, awful snowstorm hit, like yeah. back in like 2008. And yeah, yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. They shut down I 5. Yeah. They shut down <gasps> Amtrak. I couldn't, the morning of, I couldn't get to the game. So I had to watch it on my couch. Oh. And the Jets, no. and the Jets needed this game to get to the playoffs. Right. If they had won, they would have clinched. Right. They lost. Oh, thank God. <laughs> they lost that game. And I took everything I had and I chucked it out in the snow and it stayed there until right. until the snow until the snow melted. I was I was what? I was so mad. Dude, yeah, I'm not a rational oh sport. Gosh. I'm not a rational sports fan. I love it. I love your fandom, <laughs> especially when you're texting me. So um, I do not follow football. I mean, I, I watch a little bit. I, I can hold a conversation usually. Um, not about the Jets. I'm usually kind of watching the Seahawks. If I if well, I, do. I mean, who honestly, who over here is watching the Jets unless you're from New York or me? I worked with a guy who was a Jets fan. Really? He doesn't work with me anymore, but mm. he loves them. Um, that's a. I do like that. I was going to ask you. Sorry, before I get into anything that I was going to say. Um, what if you went back and played that game? What What do you mean? We should find it and get you to play that. NFL fever or whatever. 2003? Yeah. Oh, dude, I would love to. Was it on 64? No. Uh, no, it was on X, the original Xbox. Oh, original Xbox. You said that. Mm-hmm. Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> You'd fall in love with the Jets all over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You'd be Wayne, like, they're Wayne, winning this year. They're taking Wayne Kerbet. Yeah, Curtis I have no Martin. idea about what yeah, you're talking no, about. Yeah, no, no. Unless um, you're a Jets fan. See, I kind of, when I, I would play a little bit of football games like that um, when I was younger, and uh, the Rams were my team. The Rams, Warner, was, Kurt Warner. Oh, the fastest, yeah. the the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah. Isaac, would, Isaac Bruce, that. Terry Holt, Marshall Falk. But I don't know anything about football, and I never really got into it. I think so. You're basketball and football, you'd say, right? Yeah, I mean, I I watch the Orioles. I'm an Orioles fan. Oh, I was, that's I'm actually, right. I'm actually, I'm actually a baseball fan longer than I'm a, than I've been any other sports. How'd you fan. get into them? Uh, I loved Cal Ripken. I when I was when I played like baseball. Um, when oh, I you was, played baseball. Well. Well, okay. T-ball? I didn't play baseball. Okay. Um, I attempted to, and okay. I did, I, and I didn't stick with it for very long. I broke my leg um in the middle of one season, and I just never went back. Interesting. Um, the but I play. I loved third base. Right. Wanted to play third base. Uh-huh. Wasn't athletic enough to play third base. Uh-huh. But I loved Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. And that's just how I started liking Baltimore. So yeah, I forgot you liked baseball. I freaking hate baseball. But I think my hate and loathing for baseball is equivalent to your hate and un- disinterest in soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I freaking it. love soccer. Yep. Timbers, you got to go to a game. I think it'd be, um, I tried, wa- I actually watched the Timbers uh, destroy a team. Recently? Well, yeah. They, it was like their sixth win in a row. Mm-hmm. They, I forget, they think they were playing Denver. Does Denver yes. have a team? Yeah. And they won like Ooh. three, they won like three zero, but it was actually three one because three one, yeah. they got a garbage time score with like yep. no time left on yeah. the clock. Yeah. There's some nasty scores in that game. Um, so I like them. I like, I like the Thorns, the female team, mm-hmm. Portland female talk, uh, soccer team, and basketball. Man, I love Portland Trailblazers. I love, uh, I love the Phoenix Suns, and I love Minnesota Timberwolves. Right, dude, Phoenix Suns might get uh, Cat. 
You hear him and uh, Devin Booker were hanging yeah, out. Yeah, but I also heard that he went to Kentucky, right? Yeah. I heard that. No, no, no. Boogie. They bo- they Boogie's uh, talking to John Wall. Ooh. Yeah. So. Um, That'd be interesting. I See, but see, you have that. So back to like kind of relating these experiences. I think that you have that um, that great experience with your friend playing that game. Mm-hmm. And then you become a Jets fan. And it kind of solidifies your, your fandom for them. I mean, they're terrible. But you're, you love them. They're getting better. Are they? I think so. Well, how many wins so did they get I, I'm, last a, I am a constant pessimist, but I'm always internally optimistic. Oh my when it comes gosh! To my teams. Not when you're texting me about any team. <laughs> I'm constantly like over. I'm like my positivity is. I'm going overboard with it to fight your negativity, <laughs> and I, it's almost be, it almost becomes. I mean, early before I understood, you know, our friendship and how you were as a fan, I it would almost get like heated a little bit between us because i was trying to almost troll your negativity with my positivity well it ended up it just all culminated and we just bet tacos now from yes and uh, i've lost i've lost a lot of tacos to jeff i think you've lost four tacos total yeah that's, that's at, le- at least four tacos yes. yeah it's been at least four tacos i forgot we were doing that we should oh blazers are out that's why we stopped doing yeah it. um that playoff series but so, you know, I always think about how I became a Blazer fan. Um, yeah, how did you become a Blazer fan? So my dad, um, he, there's this old pizza place in Portland right down the street from where I grew up. Uh, it's called Pizza Baron. And he worked there. Um, and he's such a weird dude. He used to, like, do screen printing in our garage. And he would screen print T-shirts for Pizza Baron but also work there. Just I mean, he would get paid to do it. I, th- I think. I don't know. I mean, this I've is. I've always just... kind of wanted a T-shirt screen printer, dude. I'm a little jealous. I mean, if this kicks off, we're doing it. All right. <laughs> um. So you know, he would take me to games. Um. And afterwards at the Coliseum, oh, you're gonna love this. He would take me down to the garage, and we would wait outside of the parking lot, and meet and get signatures from Terry Porter, what? Ty Drexler, Ugh. just all of those dudes. Yeah. And. When I was a kid and you're experiencing that, there, there's no way I appreciated it for what it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I did that now, I mean, it's so funny because I think about like meeting these athletes now. A lot of these athletes are 20, 22, 20. I love Carl Anthony Towns. What is he, 22, 23? Yeah, he loves And if I met him, year. I would die. <laughs> and I'm 30. I'm 31 years old, and I'm like <laughs> swooning over this kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, but then I think you know I got away from basketball um, when I got into mo- more of my independent thing of like music and skateboarding. Um, but all of my really good friends were still into basketball. 2001, 2003. They were. Oh, my friend uh, David loves Rasheed Wallace. You know, and mm-hmm. he would have a heap. <laughs> In high school, he had a Rasheed Wallace lunch pail that he would bring. Like, that's adorable, yeah, it's but also so awesome. awesome. Yeah, so they all loved um, the Trailblazers, and they continued. And so I was around it all the time, but I kind of had gotten away from it. And the I I always I'm so nostalgic and in love with me falling in love with basketball again. Um, I was working this job on swing shift. Um, and my boss was a huge Blazers fan, um, and he was listening to the game on the radio. Um, and I'd never listened to any any 
kind of sports any i was never an auditory person now i listen to books and podcasts and i love listening to wheels on the radio mm-hmm. um and he was listening to the blazer game and he would always listen to the blazer game uh blazer games while we were working and i just kind of ignored it and wasn't you know a fan even even in high school when we were talking about drafting greg odin um i'm such a troll i'm such a a dick <laughs> that all these guys are like greg odin's gonna be the best and i don't i didn't know anything at the time about did you call the knee injury no but what i said was i was like how are you guys getting so hyped about someone who has not played one nba game obviously he played in college and was good in college yeah did you see that the ncaa tournament with him in uh-uh. it? oh my god dominate oh gosh. did he yeah see but so i didn't know i was just trolling these guys saying like calm down dude he's not even how do you even know he's gonna come in the i didn't know anything about basketball but i was just trolling these guys and talking crap the whole time um so that's how i was viewing basketball at the time and that's how i treated those who listened to basketball like no oh, get over it blazers are you know you hear um People talk about jailblazers. You hear people talk about there was such a long period of of kind of disdain for the trailblazers. Yeah, and I, you know, it's it's almost like when you hear things, you kind of get into saying those same things. So, and as a troll, I'm hopping on that train, and I'm like, yeah, you guys are babies. They suck. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So he would always listen to the games, and he was listening to a game where ending. The uh, we're kind of slowing down the end of the shift. Um, we're getting done early that night, and everybody's sitting around the radio. And so I pull up, and I'm like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "This game is so intense." And I'm like, "What? Calm down. It's just basketball." And they're like, "No, you don't get it. This game is incredible." And so, before I tell you what game it was, uh, let me guess. Hold on. Okay. So it's it's close and it's the end of the game and they're going back and forth and I'm telling them, dude, they're gonna lose. They're the stupid jailblazers. And this is way past the jailblazer time. I'm still using that burn way past this this time. And I'm just making fun of my coworkers, making fun of my boss, and I'm like, it's over. It's done. It's what game? Uh game five in the Dallas series? Nope. Oh, that game was amazing. With Roy, like they were down 18 and Roy brought so, it back. That was later. I, I did watch that. I was a fan when that game okay. was on. I have a good stories for that about that too. Um, It was that Houston game. In the playoffs? No. Oh. Brandon I, Roy. Yes. When yes. he. Uh, he drained that three from like five feet beyond yes. the arc. Yep. I know which one you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh. For pretty much the same place where Lillard hit the point right, of shot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And him and Yao Ming were just going back and forth. Oh, yeah. And he fouled Yao Ming, sent him to the line. Uh, So they're listening to this, and I'm just like, I can see, I'm feeling the excitement from them and through wheels on the radio. And then... Oh, wheels get you hyped. (laughs) But I didn't know. You know, this is my first experience. Mm -hmm. And and Brandon Roy fouls him, Yao Ming, and I'm like, it's over. It's done. I'd never even heard the name Brandon Roy before. And I'm like, it's over. It's done. You, You suckers. That's what you get for liking the Blazers. And he hits the game winner, and I mean, every, my coworkers went nuts, and I, I was like, dude, that was, that was kind of a cool experience. I immediately went home, looked up the the recap and the replay of that whole end of that game. I fell in love with Brandon Roy. I fell in love with basketball. I was one hundred percent on board after that moment. 
man, I wish Roy had been able to keep playing. Right. I truly believe, like, this might just be the homer in me. Right. If, I mean, this is a lot of what ifs. A lot of what ifs. Right. But if, if Odin's knees hadn't been so bad. For sure. And, and uh, Roy hadn't had his poor knees, I think they won a championship. We had a big three. Yeah. You have Roy, Aldridge, and... If you look Odin. at the one, and we don't want to get too much on sports, but if you look right. at Odin, um, Odin's season where he played the majority of that one season, yeah, he was averaging like two and a half blocks, three blocks a game. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. That guy was such a good paint protector. Yeah. But anyway, so I kind of came in after the end of Odin, um, but well, kind the, of the Odin thing was only was very short. Right, <laughs> right. Short but I came in at the the peak of Brandon Roy, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to a Denver game with. Um, Jen and we cried. It was such. It was that was my first time experiencing those emotional swings of them hitting a shot and then us hitting a shot and yep. them hitting a shot. And at halftime, somebody hits a a shot, a half court shot to win a Toyota. So it just heightened the oh, whole arena. And Brandon Roy just goes off and hits a game winner and. I look at Jen and she's got tears in her eyes and I got tears in my eyes and I was like, this guy is my hero. There's just something about the Moda Center too. Where, um, Ew! Um, Rose Garden. Sorry. Gosh, I know, don't that's a, ever that's a do cur- that again. That is a curse word in the Lopez household. It is a curse word. Don't say <laughs> I think that. That was my first ever experience with you in class was talking about how you hated it. I was called the Moda Center. I remember in doc- Dr. Sinclair's class, we were sitting there about what is like, what are places in the Northwest <laughs> that mean a lot to you and you're like, I hate that it's called the Moda Center. It's yeah. the Rose Garden. It will always be the Rose Garden. Right. Like that's how I know it. That's the that's what it means. Like it means that's so right. much to me. That's the Rose Garden. That's you know how I grew up with it. And, Absolutely. You know. I still don't even call it the Moda Center. I don't blame you. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, you had questions written out. Do you remember any of them? Yeah. So I mean, I th- I think um. You know, as we're kind of closing in on an hour here, I think the for both of us and what ended up bringing us both together is the fact that we're both history majors. And I know you yeah. originally started as a uh, English major and you mm-hmm. switched to history. And I just I think I think that's such a because you you and I both history majors, but we yeah. both have different minors. And I think even Definitely. though our ba- the basis of our of our knowledge are all is kind of the same uh, you know discipline and right. the same lens but there are, there are different influences and i think it'd be worth definitely worth hearing about um kind of your decision to change from an english major and then but also how that that influence of english and how you look in how english you know prof- you know majors and english professors look at you know pr- particular set of data uh-huh. and influences how you see the world you know today or just by any any particular topic Oof. okay so i'll start with well, a few questions um i'll start with uh so i came in at washington state university uh vancouver as an english minor and or major sorry and uh i also had an interest in history you know i've always watched um history documentaries and was interested in like everyone world war ii history Mm -hmm. and so i was going to take um i think i was required also to take some history courses so um i started my first semester before i met you and um matt and everyone else that you know we're now friends with um I took two English courses and two history courses. So my two English courses were upper division, both of them. Okay. And my, I think I took a hundred level history course and 
Oh man, I don't even remember. Anyways, so a long time ago. Yeah, I took um, I took um, what was it? English studies, I think, or something, something along those lines. Looking at the um, just the theoretical aspects of English mm-hmm. and and different ways of breaking down literature and um, just different works and and how to how to analyze them different ways. It was it was hard. It, yeah. I mean, just looking at those things in such a complex way. Um, and to understand these, I mean, you, we watch documentaries on these uh, these theorists, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't even understand half the things they were saying. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. Um, it was like a foreign language. But then the other course I took was um, African American literature, ah. and <laughs> that class was rough. It was hard. But it, the professor and i we you know we kind of established a relationship and I, I went to his office all the time whenever there came a paper to work on um but what i enjoyed about african american literature and that course was the history mm-hmm. aspect that we were we were um researching and reading about and learning about um and so i think i think my shift towards history was from that course understanding that to read these English works, to read these this literature, you can read a book, and that's great. But when you have c- historical context of the time that it's written, mm-hmm. it changes everything. It changes the way you that you read it. Um, I think even... Oh, I won't even go there because we'll get down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, um, you know, you read these works and you have... And I just started like falling in love with so we would do some historical context learning and then we would read a novel and the novel reflected the time um and you're reading it so we read a civil rights novel um but we spent you know during the time that we're reading we're also getting context historical context so when we're reading the 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 it was fiction Mm -hmm. so when we're reading it even though it's fiction it the author is tying it into real life events or nonfiction. No, it was fiction. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I just was like, you know what? I think I do enjoy English and I do love reading and I do love writing, but what I love about the study of English and literature is history. Yeah. So I think after my first semester, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try history. But you came in as a history major. Yes. Yeah. And that was kind of my, my plan. Um, I've just have always wanted. Why and how? Why and how? Well, yeah. that, that goes back to um, early, early on in, uh, in my elementary school right. days. I And if you're my fifth grade yearbook, uh-huh. um, they, you know, like, where do you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my oh. question was historian. No. I, yeah. You answered I that? Will, I will bring you proof. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, so this has always kind of been that's something so cool. that I've wanted to. I've just I've known at a young age that's what I want to do. Right. And even then, like I didn't understand. Like you can't understand in the fifth grade. Like what does a historian actually right, do? Like, right, right. I just loved reading about the American Civil War, the American For Revolution. Sure. Like and you know, obviously as a young as a young boy, like you the wars, right, and right, soldiers, right, and right. thinking Fort Vancouver was a military outpost. I cannot tell you how disappointed oh, I was when I found no. out Fort Vancouver wasn't when in the fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever like how 
how disappointed I was when I found out Fort Vancouver wasn't a military like installment. Like, oh, like what the what's the fur, what's the fur trade? Like what is what, what, that's not important. Like and they well, have and cannons there too. So yeah, you're they, like, you're like yeah, they have the ship cannons yeah. in front of the McLaughlin house. I'm like oh like who are the like yes. who are they fighting? They're fighting the Redcoats. Like well no, that's actually British. Like it's not even American. Like what? Yes. <laughs> like what is going on? Oh. And but uh, so th- that's just. And then, and then learning, okay, why the fur trade is important for sure. Too. But then, um, I th- once, oh, I, you, once I, you get into instantly co- bored, and, and it, <laughs> you're expecting some <laughs> war stories. Yeah, it's like fur trade. Well, like, yeah, because that was a, that was important, and right. you know, obviously, as we know now, it you know it was immensely important. But for sure, and uh, I think it was just it wasn't really until I got to Washington because I was always does being historian has just always been in my mind right. and i went to clark and did my a and took a you know a whole litany of classes uh-huh. and um still when i when i went to wsu vancouver I, and i i really wasn't like stuck on being historian but it was just like when they asked me like well what do you want to be and i was like well i've always said historian so i'm just gonna say historian again right. and i'm so glad that i like i had this little bug in my head that just kept driving me down that path right because it's you know, I couldn't imagine my life as not having the knowledge that I gained Absolutely. from Washington State of Vancouver. You know, th- there's excellent professors, but just learning what the discipline of history actually is, right? And seeing that you know problems are have a historical process. Yes. Like everything we see today, we it can be viewed. You know, it's not just in a vacuum. And there's there has everything has been a process over time. And mm-hmm. um, having be able to get that understanding is, is so it's been so important to me. And um, really, just a culmination that started. Um, of a process that started really of the history of my life back in back in the fifth grade. Right. So that's kind of in a roundabout way that's how so I ended, awesome. up, ended up where I was, where mm-hmm. I am. I love how rooted that is, how just deeply rooted that is. You're like, historian, that's it. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, I was going to say uh, just how applicable history and, and having a knowledge of history is. Not just in, you know, it's not just dates and people and you know historical figures mm-hmm. and places yeah it's not mem- just not memorizing those are the yeah. fun parts of it yeah you know but i i have always said this i think that there's a sense of those who those of us who this is going to sound pretentious as hell <laughs> but those of us who i think get it you know realize that there's um there's an element of empathy that you you gain from understanding because you what you're doing is you're looking at humanity Mm -hmm. you're looking at people i think that from you can have history of many many things but i think through our education we've we've generally focused on the people yeah and other nations and other religions and um ourselves as a nation and ourselves as a people um, and being able to look at all of that critically, right? But right. Uh, but not like attacking it, but looking at. I think that's something that does get um, conflated is being critical and attacking. For sure. And um, I think that's Washington State, Vancouver, at least from my experience, does such a great job of being able to um, ride that line perfectly. Right. Where it doesn't come across as like they're attacking anybody's particular beliefs with like you know, any professor. Any yes. professor I've had has been excellent. Absolutely. With, with that, being able to look critically at any particular um, topic or you know process. Right but yeah that's um i, I think you you uh, you know and and i wouldn't have met you i wouldn't have met matt if right. i hadn't been for being right. in history and uh yeah it's just been such a big part of both of our lives right it's been so fun and, and i wouldn't i'm so glad i i switched to history even though <laughs> You know that as soon as I did, I was like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I've heard that story. I've heard that right. story before. I'll tell it. I'll tell it sometime. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I think as far as this podcast and, and those that are listening, uh, we don't claim to be any experts. Um, we are going to talk about political things that, that the climate today, the climate in the, the climate in the past, we're going to talk about history, um, people, you know, things that we are passionate about, things that we enjoy, um, but we do not claim to be any experts. Oh, by by no means. Yeah, um, I think it's it's mostly opinions. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I think in the discipline of history, my favorite part is is always so what, um, and I think throughout a few episodes of this podcast, we will develop so what. Why yeah. are we doing this? What mm-hmm. is what is the point? We'll talk about sports, pop culture. Obviously, we've talked about pretty much everything that we we we've kind of decided to talk. You know, the themes of pop culture and music and history. We didn't really get into politics or anything, but you know, we did talk about Backstreet Boys. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I think what's important is because because our 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 education is is rooted in um, studying history. I think a lot of I think we're a lot of that's going to kind of really inform where a lot of us are coming from. And I know you and I both have um, different political opinions. Absolutely, we, we definitely identify differently in terms of how we would describe ourselves on the spectrum of political labels. Um, but and, I th- ha- and how we critically look at them for sure. Yeah, yeah. and and I think that um, I think you you'll. Um, You'll definitely, if you listen to us in future podcasts, which I hope you do, you'll you'll definitely, I think you'll pick out pretty quickly where Jeff and I are coming from. But we do it in a really respectful manner, and I think um, I respect the hell out of Jeff. I think where he comes from is is very enlightening, and I've learned a lot from him. And he's he's changed and he's shaped opinions that I had. I remember one time he's like, "Jake, you're being sexist." And I'm like, "I'm not being sexist." And he broke it down to how I was being sexist, and I was like. I was being sexist, and 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 I still remember that was like two years ago when yeah. I was giving a ride back from somewhere, right. and I was like, man, I really need to look differently on how I describe, um, you know, how I, you know, how I think, and it completely, sure. it completely changed, and I, th- I think, um, it's been constructive, um, been constructive for me, and both I, ways, and dude, I, and I hope that, uh, I hope that that comes through, um, with this podcast. I think it will. I think it will. Yeah, I think we'll constantly challenge each other, and and. I, I can't wait to record those moments when you're challenging me and I'm challenging mm-hmm. you on different things. And I think that in these conversations, we're going to hopefully come to some revelations on, on certain topics because we do have we do have some, you know, silly things that we want to talk about. But there are definitely some some real life things that we we want to talk about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it'll it'll there'll be there'll definitely be serious times. But I think we'll also try to keep it light, too. Yeah, for sure. Um Anytime it's getting, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about the Blazers. Although I don't know if that's a particular light topic. If I'm talking about Blazers, no, so. no, you can see it. Well, this has been fun. We finally did it. We've been talking about it for two years, I think. Um, right around there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening to our first episode. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Bye. Until, until then.